Hi again, everyone. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode 106, as we continue on, as we are, uh, I don't know, 90-some days without sports, maybe longer. I, I never kept track. I, it might be over 100 days now, uh, Anthony. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, March, what, 15th, 16th? That's the last time YSU men's played. Um, yeah, it's Tim. It, you know, I was actually talking about this uh, last Thursday in the golf course with my CEO. We were, we were sitting there in the putting green. And I'm like, and he goes, you know, I, I love the Indians. I do too. I'm a season ticket holder. He, he says, you know, I'm a big Cavs fan. So the Cavs be finishing what their last 20 games. He said, I, I, I honestly have not missed sports. And I said, I have not missed sports as much as I thought I would. You find other stuff to keep you busy other stuff um but the last couple days especially more to you and i talked to him and uh do all the yard work we'll get all that done in the morning and then you settle in and watch some baseball well that's what really hit me like wow i'm starting to miss sports right now um so hey but the indians advanced to the 1997 alcs last night with a 4-3 win I found myself sitting there on the edge of my seat. I'm like, he already watched this game. So I'm going slap happy, Tim. Yeah, I'm well, going slap happy. I understand. I mean, classic games are what has uh, kept us entertained over the last uh, three and a half months my or so. games improved. That's good. I played, you ready for this? 45 holes of golf the last five days. Wow. 45 holes of golf. And I have played zero. <laughs> I am, uh, Tim. I'm not really a morning person. Like, I don't hate the morning. But if you give me the choice, would you rather get up at 6, 7 o'clock or sleep till 8, 30, 9 o'clock? I'm going to sleep till 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Well, Sunday, Tim, I was up at 5.30 and on the golf course by 7. Wow. And I, get to, the, and I get to the pro shop and the guy is there. He goes, Moy, you're an early bird, huh? And I said, sir, I honestly have no idea what the hell I'm doing here I said, can you tell I don't have a baseball game to watch today? Uh, <laughs> and he you goes, hey, you were here Friday too, weren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I was. But, yeah, you got you just find stuff to keep you occupied, you know? Well, golf's a great There's game to play, to you know? If you have the time and yeah, the is. opportunity, it's fun to get out there and swing the clubs and, and challenge yourself and, uh, you yeah. know have a little skins game or not have a skins game just i'm little... undefeated in skins this year oh wow congratulations I i've played 18 holes of skins this year so far and i have won uh, 14 of them well i'll have to get out there and hack away and uh i have even yep. gone to the uh, driving range yet so uh, if i do go out if we uh go yes. out it will be me seeing the course i'll guarantee you that yeah. Well, Tim, I, I tell you what, with nothing going on, it's, uh, it, it, it was nice. I went out Friday. I said, I want to do the last tea time. And it was nice just to be out there, you know, like it, I, you weren't in a hurry. You had nowhere to be nothing pressing to do. It was just nice to relax, decompress. And, you know, just, it, I love playing with people you know, I enjoy playing with my buddies every week. Yeah, but there, there's something we said about just playing by yourself, just to, you know, free your mind and just to – Just get out there and nice. swing them, yeah. Yes. Yeah, get out there and swing Because I'm one of the belief that uh, I'd rather work on my game actually playing instead of going on the driving range. Others are different. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I've always been the, – the more I play, the better I become. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. necessarily the more I practice in the sense, like you said, going to a range yeah. and, and maybe – you know, working on the short game or working on your medial, medium game mm-hmm. and then or trying mm-hmm. to, you know, to hit hit off the tee properly. Yes. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, my, all the years playing, I seem to always improve as the season went along, the more yes. consistent I play. Yes. Meaning mm-hmm. if I was playing weekly or, or at mm-hmm. least every two weeks and I was out there yes. doing it consistently, yes. as the season progressed, yeah. yeah, I would get, a, I would have a better, you know, yeah, better scores. Really- yeah, you know, it doesn't – the one thing I've learned, Tim, is it doesn't really matter how far you hit it off. Like, yeah, you want some distance, but 
if you can't chip and you can't putt, if your game from 100 yards and in is not very good, then you can't practice on the driving range. You right. can't. No. You know, you, you can – you know, you can hit pitch shots all you want, but you're sitting to a target. You're not hitting to, you know, to bounce here and let it roll, to bounce back and spin back. It's, you know, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, and there's no rough to play in, and there's no, no. Uh, you know, sand trap that may be guarding the, the uh, hole, oh. stuff like that. So, you know, oh, that it, it does change. Night. Yeah. Or, or water yeah. that usually yeah, uh, I, I, I go into yeah. the drink quite often usually. Yeah, they're guarding I, uh, the hole, you know. Hey, yeah. that is uh, that's the game of golf, though. I mean, that's yes, what makes it, it fun, makes it challenging, and uh, exactly. I don't blame anybody. I mean, the weather's been beautiful the last week. Man, we've been so, really lucky, haven't we? Yeah, and I might change we've tonight, been lucky. but uh, it has been yeah, really fantastic. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Right now, it's still sunny and beautiful, so a little muggy, but that's all right. Yeah, but not as muggy as I thought it'd be. It's uh, it's a uh, Wednesday night, and uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all should. Well, on good news, um, yeah. In a lot of ways, my some good news. My sports desert ends uh, tomorrow morning. That's right, Collingwood. That's right. It's the Oval at five forty a.m. And uh, I've been getting up around five a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, routinely. Just yeah. Unfortunate, like you said, you'd yeah. rather sleep in. Yeah, I would too. Uh, unfortunately, my clock is completely yeah. screwed up, and I've been waking up around five. So now. Tomorrow morning, I'll probably wake up at 6.30, quarter to 7. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not even going to set the alarm clock or nothing, and we'll see. And uh, if I'm up at 5.30, I will be turning on the uh, TV and uh, checking out the Magpies, taking on the Tigers from Richmond as uh, the AFL resume. Uh, I believe it has been 83 days from their last uh, match. It should be interesting to watch and to see how they're doing. They, they'll be back. and. Liverpool will be back next the 17th, Sunday, right? Yeah, uh, actually, the Sunday, not this Sunday, twenty-first. Yes, the twenty-first. Actually, Father's Day. Now, is that game at a neutral site? Because I know they wanted to play it at a neutral site. I heard. I haven't heard. It was to be determined. I, I have not heard if they made a determination yet where it's going to be played. Obviously, uh, both sites will be played without fans. So uh, we'll just wait and see. You know, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it is a derby, though. So I can't imagine it yeah. not being played either in Everton or, or Liverpool. And it should be interesting. Yeah, you know, I know I was reading last week or the week before that there were uh, there was a pitch to have it at a neutral site. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah. For that for that for that matchup to be at a neutral yeah. site makes no sense to me, even with out fans being in attendance. Yeah, that's like Ohio State, Michigan playing at Penn State. That just, yeah, nah, just no, it doesn't no. make sense. Yeah, no, uh, no. it's crosstown rivalries, literally mm-hmm. uh, just miles away from each other. And as I found out, as uh, more about the history of Liverpool, mm-hmm. the Amfield, the place where they play mm-hmm. the Liverpool games at, was once owned by Everton. Really? Yes, it was sold to the Liverpool Football Club. Uh, like 128 years ago. <laughs> so it, but it was a once rooted rivalry. Yes, it was once it, the home of Everton, and uh, so the Reds and the Blues will be getting at each other here uh, in a couple weeks. So I'm looking forward to that one tremendously. And tomorrow morning, we'll be back with uh, the AFL. So my my hiatus from sports will officially end tomorrow morning. Now, and mine will mine will continue. Yes, well, I wish I had good news. I wish I had good thoughts. There's no good news. And baseball's just There's completely me. going down, or I should say is uh, ready to uh, put that herd and go right over the cliff. It's just Tim, it it's getting uglier. And, uh, it is getting uglier and uglier by the day. You know, it's, uh, it's just it's frustrating because – you have two sides here who truly, I think, in the end, wants what's best. However, yeah. they just cannot communicate with each other. And mm-hmm. you've got segments on both sides who are dug in. As this goes on, they're going to get farther and farther dug in. It reminds me so mm-hmm. much of 1981 and 1994. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
it's frustrating. It's just, it's disgusting. If, you know, I see all these other sports have plans and putting them into. Exactly. You know, the NBA was always talking to the Players Association, always trying to find a exactly. way. Exactly. And they did, and it's going to be in Orlando. And, you know, it maybe was disappointing for me as a Cavaliers fan that the season ended and mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to play anymore. Even if it was just for three to five games, yeah. it would have been, you know, something to root for, something yeah. to watch. Uh, I'm not a NBA fan that's going to watch teams that I don't care about. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. a Cavaliers fan, so I watched the Cleveland Cavaliers, good, bad, or ugly, for the last yeah. 45 years. I'm not mm-hmm. – I have no desire yep. to watch the Lakers You're right. or whoever. Uh, I have nothing against those who love the NBA and will watch any team. Nothing wrong I with agree. that. Yep. You know, but me personally, if I don't have a rooting interest in the NBA game – other than the finals, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm really not that interested. I think if the format will be interesting to watch, and it may it may draw me mm-hmm. in because let's face it, I'm not expecting to have baseball season where baseball could be playing by no. July 4th or July 10th no. at the latest. Chances of that are, are are small, and it's frustrating. You know, I heard an excellent excellent um, analogy today. I was listening to baseball tonight. Uh, the podcast with Buster only. He actually had one of the guys, one of the people who tweet the show often and, you know, ask questions and he answers it. And he had about five mm-hmm. or six of these guys come on and he just give their opinion on what's going on. And I don't remember the man's name and I apologize for this, but he went on to talk about how he's a teacher and why mm-hmm. he's on the player's side most of the time. And it was really interesting to hear his analogy. And he goes, let's take away the dollars. Let's, let's put this in perspective here. Mm-hmm. If we did this in time segments, how much is a, how long is 1 million seconds? That's a good question. Well, I'm going to give you the answer because it is yeah. a, it's a little over 11, 11 days. Yeah. So, and then he went on to say, now, how much is 1 billion seconds? How long is 1 billion seconds? A month or so? No, not even close. No. Much longer. A couple months? Uh, go into years. Years. A couple years. Three years? How about 33 years? 33 years. 33 years to get to 1 billion seconds. Wow. Now, that tells you in perspective of what we're, when they talk about millionaires and billionaires, mm-hmm. think about that. One was 11 days. And the other one was 30, over 33, 33 years. And when you put that in perspective of time, and now you add the dollar signs to that, who is in better position to accept the losses than the others? The owners are. Absolutely. And I'm not yeah. saying they have to take a huge loss, but they're a much better position than they, that they're yeah. absolutely telling everyone. You know, the crying wolf thing is not necessarily true. It has... I'm sure they've lost billions of dollars this year because oh, they haven't yeah. played. But they can recoup billions too by playing. So you have to come to a bargaining table with the idea of making an agreement, not bullying an agreement. Mm-hmm. And right now we have two sides who are trying to take advantage of each other versus yep. finding a way to make it done, like the NBA Players Association did with baseball or basketball like the NHL has done, you know, with their players association for hockey and uh, what may transpire this fall in the NFL. We don't know what's going to happen in the fall. It's just too far away. You have to plan for the season. Silly not to, but you also have to, you know, I don't think the Mm -hmm. NFL will ever admit that they have a contingency plan, but you have to under these circumstances. Every business in America has one. I was at, that was actually the topic of discussion uh, a couple of weeks ago at golf with some guys from work of, you know, just how uh, blessed we are to have stayed open through this pandemic um, because the powers that be at our business had plans. They had plan A, B, and C. And I don't know what plan they used. And honestly, I don't really care to, but it worked. And we thankfully stayed open and did not suffer um, huge losses. Yeah. I mean, it takes 
it takes planning. It takes, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be foresight. You have to see what's going on. You have to make adjustments on the fly, no matter who you are and what yep. business you run. If it's a sports team or if it's, you know, you're selling widgets. I don't care what mm-hmm. you're doing. You have to have to be flexible enough today under the circumstances that's going on in the world, you know, not just the coronavirus, but everything else that has transpired in the last few weeks. And we can talk a little bit about that as we get into it, because that's important. Because that is mm-hmm. going to be a big part of sports going forward. You know, I don't want to not speak of it. I, in the same vein, I don't want to preach because, you know, um, let's let's face it. We're Caucasian white, you know, individuals who are sports fans. We're not ever been in some of the scenarios that some of the uh, listeners may have been. Or, uh, you know, the fans or the fans are the players that have had scenarios like that yeah it's uh i'm of the belief um and it pains me to say this because i love baseball i'm a i'm a baseball purist i'm a season ticket holder i go down to spring training um i will sit down and watch i have the draft on right now um i will go to minor league games um I, i will watch the pirates play the marlins in September because it's baseball. Um, but I'm of the belief you better worry about the – look, this is a big fish right now. This is a big battle right now. But I'm almost of the belief the bigger battle is at the end of next year when the CBA is up. Right. And you're so far away now, the gap is only going to get wider, Tim. You might want to think about, say, you know what, because – scrap this year and start worrying about the CBA because the, the absolute worst thing to happen to baseball is to not have a season this year completely and strike for an indefinite amount of time in a couple of years. Yeah. That would kill baseball. It could be really ugly. I mean, we have a a CBA through 2021. Mm -hmm. That's through the end of next season. Um, the players did dug their own hole. Yes, they did. They, you know, and they chose their own leadership, and they made some mistakes. And now, you know, it's been shown. And the representative of players, the agents, and that have come out and spoke hard, and they're going to lead this charge to try to get some of that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's difficult once you give something away. It's tough to get it back. I don't care what side you're on. Uh, either on management or labor. Once you give something away, it's tough to get it back. And, and not saying it doesn't happen. It's just tough. It makes it very hard and contentious uh, scenario. And I think that's where baseball is at right now. Like you and I have said, it's, you know, I'm never going to begrudge anybody for making X amount of dollars. Hey, if you're making $7 million a year, more power to you, man. You, you obviously done a lot of things right to deserve it. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, the players should just agree upon this and let's go. Because it's not my money. It's not my livelihood. You know, what is um, comfortable to me may not be comfortable to them. And what I don't think is being thought about enough is these players have lives too. They're human also, you know, and they are um, – struggling with the the whole safety measures also because they have to not only keep themselves healthy, but they have to keep their families healthy and their kids. Um, so there's a lot more than money to just – Well, know, yeah, and um, let's – baseball in general, uh, the management of baseball wants to restructure it, the game. We've uh-huh. seen this incrementally over the last five years. Uh, we've seen it this offseason with the elimination of some of the minor leagues. And now that you've heard about the minor league players being released, that, yeah. you know, obviously the the low A teams and uh, players throughout every level, because you have basically, you know, the Indians had five minor league teams. Now we'll be down to four, maybe three. You may yeah. have a you may have a low A and a high A and then double A and triple A. So you have four teams where yeah. years ago you had six because you had 
the short season here in Mahoning Valley. And then you also had the rookie league out in Arizona. Yep, yeah. So it's baseball wants to restructure. Right or wrong, that's what they're choosing to do. The Players Association covers major league players, not minor league. Yep. And this is where in the last CBA, the the players gave away a lot to the owners for the minor leagues to do what they want and how Mm -hmm. they want to structure it and how they want to to run it. And I think that was one of the big mistakes they made because they had a little bit more say in it. Not that they had a hundred percent say, but they had, they had a little overview on it and they, Mm -hmm. they kind of gave that up. And you know, the sport is, I hate, I hate saying what it needs to be done because a, I don't see the numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't see, we don't see any of that, but it looks like to me, the push now from the ownership is to find some type of a real salary cap. They have yeah. a basic salary cap now. What they want is a hard cap, kind of like football does, and yep. uh, and move on from there. And you can see that's what they're working for. And we'll see what transpires in, in the future for baseball. But it's it's going to be difficult. And you know, like I said, uh, I don't miss it. I do miss it. And if it doesn't come back this year, I'll be okay. Believe it or not, because there's so many things that exactly also was taken away from you. Yes. But they have found a way back and we'll go from there. And like I said, the circumstances of this year in 2020, so many things have gone on that are going to have such an effect on all sports that we'll have to go forward. It's just like the, you know, collegiate sports. We just don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Uh, you know, you look at um, the spring sports that were canceled this year, like mm-hmm. baseball, for example, and the college sports. You know, right now would be the start of the College World Series. Yeah. And obviously there's haven't been baseball played since mm-hmm. March. And you also, next year, are going to have players who will re- have the opportunity to return and redo their Whatever year they're in. Yes. If they're sophomores, they can come back as sophomores. Sophomores, yeah. If they're seniors, they're coming back as seniors. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to have expanded rosters then, because you're going to have incoming freshmen also. Yeah. It's a lot of logistical. Um, you're going to have a lot of players yeah. on a baseball team. You're mm-hmm. going to go from what normally was 24 or 25 players to 35 players. Yes. And then you go take in effect that Major League Baseball only has a five round draft and add that that free agent signings are capped at $20,000 bonus pay. If you're a senior in college and you don't get drafted, but you get contacted by a major league team and mm-hmm. they're saying, you know, we give you a da 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 contract and $20,000 bonus for signing. You may say to yourself, well, I can return to school mm-hmm. and see what happens, you know, yep. and go that route or, transfer to a junior college or whatever yeah, it may be you're and, right. and, and, and see what happens. Uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting sure. to see what happens in major league baseball, because like I said, they've cut 20% of the minor leagues, you know, yeah. when they do away with the low A baseball, which they've done, when they come back, there's going to be players who are at low A who will move them to a or double A ball. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be players who are going to be released at that level. And, so forth so you're gonna have a lot of players who uh dreams are gonna come to an end very soon yeah uh, you're gonna see you're also gonna see tim uh the organizations who are really good at developing players like you've always known the st louis cardinals are really good developing players the the tampa bay Rays, most part are really good developing players the dodgers are really good developing players um the Indians have done a nice job also. So now you're going to see which teams are really good at the development of these guys because you're not going to have the I don't know, the leeway, so to say, of, well, we can keep this kid in uh, short season Mahoning Valley another year, or we can keep him at Lake County another year. You know, because like you said, there's going to be a lot of guys um, that see their baseball dreams cut short. Yeah. 
let's face it, we're in the middle of June now, and there's no baseball, and football's knocking on the door, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get restarted, yes. and they're you know trying to get everything organized uh, for they can have a training camp, and they can you know hopefully kick off uh, in middle of September. I think is this year for the NFL. So, and you know the NFL and the money making you know, machine that is yeah. They're gonna do everything they can to, uh, to succeed. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Dr. Fauci. You know, I can't, Yeah. I can only go with what you see on numbers and what you're seeing. But if you live in Florida, if you live in Texas, if you live in Utah, if you live in Oklahoma, these numbers are all going up. And that can't Especially be good. You live in Arizona. Yeah, you Arizona. In Arizona yeah. You're in trouble. It's right. You know, that, they have uh, from May 15th. And I, I was just reading before we got on the air. Since May 15th, Arizona has seen a 400% increase in ICU. Yeah. Matter of fact, I heard that they're at emergency levels, meaning that yeah. they've told hospitals to be able to increase by yep. 50, 50 percent of uh, capacity. So, I mean. Again, it's, uh, it's just – I hate saying it's a wait and see, but it really truly is. And It is. The, it's day to day. Right. And I hate saying this because I think you probably see this too. Mm-hmm. Back in the beginning of, of May when everyone was starting to reopen, like in Ohio, and mm-hmm. everyone was pretty cautious. There was, yes. It was step yes. by step. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people who – wanted to wear masks or were asked to wear masks or required to air, wear masks. Yes. We're doing it. Now that the weather's getting warmer. Nobody is. Less and less are. Yep. I'm not saying they, no one is, but less are. And you're going to have gatherings and not just that. You're going to have these protests continue. Yes. And you're going to have the beaches open in, you know, from Virginia down to Florida. Yes. And, and uh, let's face it. People will travel to the beach. Every we do it. Yes, and we've done it forever. And then, worst case scenario is somebody gets becomes infected and then returns back to their state and unknown it and for it two weeks, off like a match. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it, it just explodes. And my worst fear is all that happening. And come August, September, how do you play football? And I mean high school football. How do you play college football? Yeah, uh, it's gonna be difficult. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be touch and go. I hate being that way because I really look forward to the football season. I really love, you know, doing the high school sports. Yeah. I really yeah, enjoy. You and I work uh, two day. We have uh, two jobs basically. Yeah. From July to uh, December. Right. You know, and um, if we're not at a game, because you and I go to school. Scrimmages too. And it's not like we just show up in game day and go. Uh, you and I go to scrimmages. We go to practices. And if we're not doing that, uh, we're crunching numbers, Tim. Uh, you and I are uh, constantly on the phone or Zooming uh, weekly of, um, about numbers and games and coaches and every uh, – yeah. yeah, so it's – It's, it's going to be – like I said, I, I wish I was more optimistic than I am. And it frustrates me that I'm not because I love this time of the year. Uh, you know, you're only really six, eight weeks away from the start of football season. I mean, we're practices and stuff going on. Yeah, you're uh, matter of fact, ten, I, yeah, you're 10 weeks from uh, week one, Tim. Exactly. So you're four weeks for, you know, you're six weeks away from when, when kids report for a camp. Yeah. Uh, you know, the NFL starts camps around July 15th. So you're talking, you know, less than a month, a little over a month away. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. I hate saying it's be that. Very tough. And I do believe that the NHL and the NBA has an advantage being indoors. Believe it or not, uh, I think they're going to be able to get their seasons in because of how they're going to control their environment. Well, football, there's just a lot of people involved. There's just so many people involved from a training camp's uh, perspective. And and that has nothing to do with fans going to a to training camp, which won't happen this season and, no. and stuff like that. But 
you have, you know, just the support staff and everything else going on. It's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, a lot of stories going on in the world of sports on that level. So we'll just have to wait and see. I hate saying the same thing each week, wait and see. But I don't know what else to say. I wish I did. There's not really anything going on. Sorry, my grandpa called, and I wanted to make sure everything was all right. That's all right. Um, We're fine. That's uh, that's the joys of, of of recording live. No, excuse me, you're right. It's touch and go. It's uh, very, it's scary. You know, like you don't know. Um, you know, like you like you were talking about when you break it down. Hey, it's June 10th. Great. You know, and football season starts August 24th, 25th, whatever it is. Oh, that that's a long ways away. But when you break it down like you and I do of weeks, that's not that long at all. I mean, that's not that that's not long. You know, that's not a long period at all. Um, Let's just hope Ohio's numbers stay the way they have. Uh, not going to wait. Let me say this, Tim. Um, and I don't mean. And I don't want to uh, get this off into a uh, endorsement party or everything like that. Um, but when the news came down in March that Ohio was banning large gatherings, uh, they were not going to host any games. They were not. I was bummed. I was really upset. I texted you. I said, I'm bummed. You know, why issue had a chance to make a run in whatever tournament they were in? And, you know, I was thinking, you know, man, this stinks. It's not going to be opening day is going to be affected, blah, blah, blah. Um, but as I've lived through this pandemic and personally been affected by it um, and seen the struggles and seen the, uh, seen this firsthand, uh, I felt compelled to uh, vocalize to not just you and other people about how good of a job we've done in Ohio. You know, we're not getting just statewide acclaim we're getting international acclaim i've seen the london uh tv stations i've seen bbc and all that you know we need to see what ohio has done and you look at the numbers in pennsylvania that's a 45 minute drive tim you see the numbers in michigan that's a two and a half hour drive you know you see the numbers you know indiana and like you said let's hope that ohio's numbers stay where they're at um, so I wrote Governor DeWine uh, two weeks ago, and I, and I said I, as as somebody who has lived through this, and somebody who's been affected, you know, by not being able to go to events or, and not being able to see family and not being by my grandmother's side, um, thank you because he gets a lot of crap, and his name is thrown about. Or what the heck's he doing? He's taking our freedoms away, and he's taking this away. And we're going to sue Acton and we're going to try to get. And I felt that it's nice to hear from people of, hey, you're doing a good job. Because look, we've had our lives inconvenienced. You have, I have, we all have. Um, he's not taking away our freedom. He's trying to protect them and enhance them for later down the line. Well, um, here's the thing. And I agree with everything you're saying there. When you hear opposition, some of it is personal. Yes. And some of it is political. And some of it is just ignorance, in my opinion. Mitigation works. Ohio's proven that. And there is no therapy for this disease. There are trials, and they'll try anything to try to make this work for whoever may be ill. But there's no accepted therapy yet. There is no vaccine, and there's probably will not be uh, for a while. I have no idea on the timetable, but we'll just say for a while. Mm -hmm. And the only sure way to handle a novel virus mm -hmm. that we have is mitigation, meaning if you test people, you find out who is and who is not infected. If they are, you separate them, you yep. isolate them, and you mit mitigate staying that six foot away social distancing type scenario because then the, the virus does not have a chance to spread. Mm -hmm. It is simple math. It is simple understanding science. And yeah, it can be an inconvenience. But 
the long-term picture is just so much better. Yes. Uh, and I'll, I, I, and just go on to say, I, yes. you know, we have 110,000 plus Americans have passed from this disease. And there was a person on, I was listening to, and I was reading up on, and mm-hmm. you can do the math. You can figure out what type of scenario w- would have happened if we didn't do what we did as a country and a state and as communities. You know, it'd be like four or 500,000 deaths uh, and, and growing. And yeah, it's not, it's, it still doesn't change the fact that there's over 110,000 people have died. Because these are, these are real people. They're not numbers. No, you're right. And that's... Uh... And that's why, you know, as a sports podcast, sometimes we forget, I won't say forget, but it's easy to not touch on. Yeah. I mean, the realities of life because sports is not reality. Yeah. It's big money, mm-hmm. but it's not reality. It's not your reality. My reality It's, an it's enjoyment. It's enjoyment. It's an escape. Yeah. Exactly. It's like watching a movie or watching a TV yeah. show or listening to music. It's enjoyment. And uh, many of us get it. And, you know, like I said, my, my desert ends tomorrow morning. Yep. I hope to watch it before I go to work, at least most of it. And then uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully baseball will be back. We know basketball will be back in hopefully August. Mm-hmm. And same with the NHL. And uh, if that's what we get, then that's what we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, right now, uh, I have come to accept there's going to be no baseball. And I, you know what? Fine. I, I can live without baseball for a year. Uh, it's going to stink not going to the ballpark. And it's going to stink not watching the games. But look, it, it, like you said, it's an escape. Um, my big thing now is that Pete the Penguin in the back, I just want to see him this year. You know, I just want to see him this year. I want to have some football games. I want to cover games with you, Tim. I want to, I, I hope in, you know, six weeks, six and a half weeks, you and I are driving out to a scrimmage somewhere. You know, I hope. Uh, yeah, let's. I hope know, we're crunching numbers of, you know. Well, let's let's hope needs. we're talking to high school coaches and yeah. uh, getting their preview for their teams. Uh, that would be wonderful. That's what it's all about. I agree with you. Yeah. And I know why issue is. Uh, has reached out to their fan base in a new way. Yes. Why don't you take a moment to talk about that? Yeah. I, you know, Tim, I got an email, you know, because I'm a season ticket order. So, you know, just trying to keep up to date uh, of what their plans are. Because this is a small university. They need the re- the revenue. They need the fans in the stand. Uh, because they're not in a position of, well, they don't have fans in the stands. They can get by. That would devastate. So I just called down and um, – and along with their new ticketing feature, which, Tim, I think when it's unveiled to the public and you see the rest of people are seeing it, it's going to be wild. This, this is really neat. Um, but uh, YSU has given their season ticket holders an option of three things if, for some reason, we do not have a full season. Option A, you can get a full refund back of the ticket purchased. Um, option B is you can get a credit towards another game in the future. Or option C is you can uh, have your payment go towards as a donation towards the Penguin Club. Uh, that's what I would do. I have already told them I'm paying to renew my season tickets. I'm going to buy basketball tickets. If there's no season or shortened season, I don't want credit or refund. Just use that as a donation. Uh, because they need a little donations they can get during this time. Um, so I thought that was really cool of YSU to come out now uh, before any games are canceled, before, you know, there's talk of games being canceled. Um, and from what, from everything I have heard and been in touch with people down there, they have plan A, B, C, D, and so on. And they're fluid because we don't know what's going on. It's day to day. And they're in talks with, I know they've talked to Governor DeWine. I know they've talked to the health directors. and Yeah, but it, it's nice to see um, plans being uh, made up and drawn up. And it's nice to see plans being shared. You know, it's nice to know that 
if I pay this money, I have three options and I don't have to go scrambling at the last minute of where's my money or what I, so it's nice. I give them a ton of credit. Um, I like their plan of social distancing and Tim, like I said, I hope uh, September 5th, um, I, I do know that little brother is going to be nice enough to uh, allow YSU to sell tickets for the game up there. We do not have a good section. We're way in the corner of the end zone. But like some people I talked about, by the end of the fourth quarter, Little Brother fans will be heading to their local establishments while our band and fans will be going close to the field to sing that fight song, get another win. Um, yes. And I told him, I said, I, I will go to the game. I want to go to the game. But if my only option was to get tickets from Little Brother, I will not do that. And that leads me into my next point of um, – Coach Phillips said that each player will have a packet. It is so Trestle-esque, it's not even fun. And we know he coached for Trestle. And, um, but each player, Tim, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, each player will have a packet and go through meetings on what little brother and that series means to this community. And they have already started that. And, um, and they are grading their workouts now and their film session, um, not by hundreds and nineties and A, B, C's and D's. Um, it's, if you have a zip workout, you have lost that day. And that is failure. Um, and another interesting point, and I don't know if, if you agree with this, um, but it, it caught me by a surprise is Phillips said that we're, we're right now a six month program. He said, look, we recruit the same. We want to go out. We want to win. But he said, you look at the program like North Dakota State and South Dakota State, they're 12-month-a-year programs where every single day they are getting better. We need to get to that point. And I found that kind of interesting. I, th I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I mean, I think that's a great attitude. And I know have. it's all coach speak, and I know it's never going to get a lot of that. Right, but, but you know, I – Again, this is how you build a program, a new identity in a program when you're a first-year coach and a first-time head coach. Yes. Uh, that's exactly what you need to do. You have to reach out. You have build to relationships. build relationships. Yeah. You have to also set expectations, and he's doing that. And Yes, he is. He's doing it under trying times because he mm -hmm. didn't have a spring practice to set the tone. He didn't oh. have uh, – he was unable to have his players in a locker room uh, doing a weight program yep. and a speed program and everything else that you do in the off season. So yeah, all new coaches have a, uh, you know, they're behind the eight ball. Yes, they are. And on in, in college football or high school and uh, even the NFL, because they haven't had that opportunity yep. to do that. They've, like you said, they've communicated through packages and Zoom calls and phone calls and texts and obviously all very important. And we've seen his leadership during the basketball season where he had his team saying, mm -hmm. hey, all home games, yep. all players will be there to support yep. them as they support you. Yes. And that's what it takes. I mean, it's, it's little things, but expectations are met. And uh, I think that's how you get inner athletics work at a smaller school. Uh, as you mentioned, YSU is ticket driven. It is not television driven. You know, if you were in the Mac, it is, you're going to get television money, but not this year because of everything that's gone on. You probably won't receive that same type of contract from ESPN that you've had in the past. Uh, these are the things that, that go on in sports. So it's going to be fluid for all of them, but it's, it's good to hear, and I'm happy to see uh, Coach Phillips, uh, you know, institute his own program, and we'll go forward. Yes. Uh, you know, it's – every coach has that opportunity uh, with a clean slate when they take over a program. Or, yeah, and I found, kind of, I found it kind of interesting also uh, that he said that um, the coaches on their Zoom meetings are given the players um, plays and calls. And they are calling the cadences and calling the formations and sending the formations as if it were an actual practice. 
And I just thought that was kind of neat. I know most coaches are probably doing something similar to that. Um, but I just thought it was kind of cool uh, uh, to get the insight into um, how they're going about making the this situation a little more smoother uh, than what it has been. So I, I found his interview uh, very interesting. Uh, very intriguing. It has me very excited um, for hopefully uh, September 5th at InfoShism Stadium against Little Brother. And I will always call them Little Brother. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up with that rivalry back in the day. Yes, you did. And uh, yes, you did. I had fun with that rivalry over the years, both on the basketball court and on the football field. And it's, it's good to see them back playing against each other. Yes, hopefully, you're exactly right. Hopefully, it will continue into the future. Obviously, I don't think YSU will ever move up from where they're at, uh, both for football and basketball. But uh, playing regional teams uh, outside your conference, obviously Mm -hmm. you have Cleveland State in basketball, but you really don't have a regional rival in football. And the closest you do are the Division One schools in Ohio, especially Kent State and, and Akron. So hopefully in the future, those games can be scheduled and you can get it similar to what uh, some of the other FCS teams get mm-hmm. games uh, with their big brother Division yes. One schools. Yeah. And they get them on a, on a yearly basis. Uh, so – I mean, that's all you can do is hope. And and hopefully you'll they'll, both teams or both schools will see uh, a financial advantage to schedule that game. As difficult yes. it is. And I'll say this. Akron and Kent have more to lose playing that game than they do to win. Oh, Not yeah. necessarily in revenue, but uh, in reputation and players. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's the main reason, in my opinion, why that game has hardly ever been played the last, you know, 20 some years. No, you're exactly right. Uh, We're recruiting against the same kids. So a loss to us would hurt them on the field and it would hurt them recruiting wise. And that's not a risk um, that they've been willing to take. And you can't blame them. You know, it's basically a lose, lose battle for them. Oh, it's, it is. There's just no way. And uh, yeah, it's just it, things are going to be different this year. I mean, it's, we yep. hear that everywhere. Yes, they but, are. But that's just the way, you know, nothing changes. And uh, what can you say? It, it is um, – I don't want you to have the words to say it. It, it is what it is. Hey, uh, on a couple personal notes yep. here, I want to send out my best and thoughts to Tom Reed uh, from The Athletic, or mm-hmm. I should say formerly of The Athletic. He was uh, part of the downsizing of the athletic this past week, and uh, he was let go along with some other of his coworkers uh, in the uh, Cleveland and Columbus areas. And uh, so, the best writer in uh, in the state of Ohio is uh, looking for work in the sports department. So, if you have a uh, a need for one of the best, uh, Tom Reed's available. I would I would definitely jump on that bandwagon. Uh, Truly is uh, one of my favorite writers, so I wish him the best. And uh, it was funny because I just uh, renewed my subscription like a week before this all happened. <laughs> I, when I seen that, I, I, I wrote a tweet out to The Athletic. I says, I feel kind of find it cheated here. Yeah. Uh, you got my, my full subscription for the year and you let go of the best writers. Yeah, I understand nice. it. Hey, look, the, the coronavirus is taking its effect on a lot of things. Everybody, yeah, it's... yeah, and across the board, and nobody's safe. No, uh, any given day, anything could happen. So uh, let's hope for the best and go forward. But yeah, uh, I definitely want to wish Tom the best going forward. I, I'm not concerned. His talent is too good not mm-hmm. to land somewhere. Uh, hopefully, uh, in Ohio, and uh, hopefully in Northeast Ohio, Central Ohio, yeah. and uh, we'll can be able to continue to read his. Uh, his ability, his, his stories. Cause uh, no one writes them quite as well as he does. Uh, the only one in his book, in my opinion, is Terry Pluto. Uh, they're mm-hmm. different writers, but they're definitely the two top writers in Ohio that I read uh, over the years. Yeah. That's, you know, it didn't hit around the head. Unfortunately, uh, this pandemic 
it spares no one. Um, a lot of really good people at really good jobs have uh, been affected. And um, I, I hate to say it, but you're probably going to see more downsizing across the country too um, with this stuff. Oh, there's no question. And, you know, we'll wait and see what happens uh, for everybody. Uh, sake and uh, once we get through all this you know hopefully we'll see more of a a normalization of everything going yes. forward but that's not going to be for a while and that's just the no, honest god truth no it's not it's not going to be the same as it was and we all have to accept that and move forward uh, on all levels uh, i know we've been talking a lot about baseball because it's frustrating it's just the most frustrating thing going on in the world of sports that's not going on yeah it is it's it's, uh, it's the world we live in, and uh, we'll have to find other stuff to make the best of it. Well, you know, here's we were talking earlier. One other point I want to make as you were talking mm-hmm. about baseball is about communication and what's going on and how the mm-hmm. why she communicated with the season ticket holders. And yes, I don't know how much the Indians have been in contact with you during this whole time. They have, they have. And that's yes. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And and hopefully have given everybody an opportunity to figure out what's best for them going mm-hmm. forward on, on, you know, their investment. I, as you know, for the last three years, have always bought the Major League Baseball television yes. package, mm-hmm. MLB TV, uh, the app. Yeah. I have not heard from them from day one. Really? You know, and I also, as you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the AFL returns this week down in Australia, and I subscribe to their their television package on the internet, uh, AFL Watch, as they call it. Anyways, when this all came about, I got an email from them stating that, you know, under the circumstances, everything going on, and their subscription runs 12 months. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I started up in March. That's about when the season kicks off yeah. and goes through March. Well, they immediately said, we're extending your subscription an extra two months actually three months through the end of June. So you'll, your subscription won't be due until next June mm-hmm. and nothing from baseball, nothing. It's- no, 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 not even a chirp other than uh, when opening day was supposed to happen and they were going to have opening day across yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I haven't heard a chirp from them and that's the problem with baseball. It does not know how There's to no communicate with the fans. All. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's, it's wrong. They, I know they don't want to refund the money, but they better give me some. Nobody options. does. Yeah, I mean it, it's like a warranty. You know, if you buy something and it's warranty, you expect to get the part back or or get it replaced. If something yeah, doesn't, and, and obviously I hear control, about it every day. Yeah, yeah, and that's just the way it works. Uh, no yeah. matter what you do in life, you, you got to stand behind your product. Tim, Major League Baseball has a systematic failure of communication. And how many times when you were growing up and now have you heard if you don't communicate well, stuff will not get done, period. Your parents drilled it into you. You live it now. If you can't communicate, things will not get done. It doesn't matter what you're doing in life, no matter what. And... It is so frustrating, Tim, because communication is the the foundation of, of being the society a in so many things. It's everything. If you can't communicate your message, you know, if in baseball, in you know, work, in in relationships, in everything, in oh, it it is so frustrating, Tim, how all of these other sports can be so open and honest, and you know. This is what we're doing, and you know, blah 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 blah. It, it is. It, it's. It's shocking. How? How? Look, I would be okay if Major League Baseball came out tomorrow and said, "Fans, unfortunately, you know, if they would have come out in March and said, right now we don't have a plan because we were not prepared for this to come this quickly,' I would have been, you know what, that really stinks, but." At least you communicated with us. The NBA and the NHL. You know, the NBA was on some rocky waters there because it was like, wait, hope the games were halted when people were on the floor. Yes. But 
they communicate with people all the way throughout. You know, YSU just started getting kids back on campus this week. I'm already getting emails and calls and letters of, if there are no games, here are your options. You can choose any option. There's no penalties. How can a small state institution in Youngstown, Ohio, have a better plan than Major League Baseball? Tell me. Leadership. It all comes down to leadership and everything. Boy, when Sean McDonough and the, the 93 broadcast or 91 broadcast with this guy can run for governor of Ohio and win easily, he was right. <laughs> I know it's not just Trestle, but I, I know, know, but I know you're right. Saying. You're right. And uh, it comes uh, down to leadership and leadership does. in every level of life matters. Uh, true leadership is always looking for a, an answer. Uh, those who, in my opinion, only complain and point fingers will never ever really tr achieve that. And baseball, unfortunately, lacked the, the foresight in April and May to yep. start talking with the players to say, let's put a, a scenario together. Instead, what you had yep. was the owners looking to take to exploit the situation for their advantage. And the players then retaliated with their own belief that they had to be exploit, exploit the owners. And that's where they're at. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have both sides uh, digging a trench yep. and, and throwing bombs both ways, nothing's ever going to get done. And we nope. negotiate in the media and we refuse to do it properly, even virtually like you and I are doing right now. Uh, nothing will ever get done. That's mm -hmm. leadership. And that goes from yeah. uh, all the way down. All, every owner in Major League Baseball all the way through – Rob Manford, and the same with the Players Union and the Players Association's, uh, you know, top players who are involved. Uh, you have to have a line of communication that works. If you don't do it, it's never going to work. That's just the truth. If you can't communicate in anything, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. And our country right now is learning that in a lot of ways. And we're it's, it's going to be a year to remember and a lot of things yeah. have changed and a lot of things will go forward and a lot of sports will do a lot of healing and a lot of sports will lead the way. Uh, baseball used to be a cultural leader. Uh, when you look at Jackie Robinson yeah. and other scenarios and Frank Robinson and, and so yeah. many others uh, scenarios. And today, you know, yeah, there's no minority ownership in any sport nope. in baseball or any team in baseball. There's minority ownership in basketball. There's, I'm not sure if there's is in football or not. I don't believe there is at the current. No, there's not. No. And, you know, these are the this these are the things that if you ever want diversity to work well, properly. Have, uh, yeah. Yeah, they may have some minor ownership from the Jaguars. Yeah. Right. But not not not, not a majority yeah. owner. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's another. Subject for another day, um, Anthony. Your final thoughts here. Let's let's wrap this one up. Uh, my final thoughts are, um, Sam. I think I've said I've said, said about everything you want to say. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. There's not really, uh, you know. Uh, let's hope my golf game continues to uh, get better and uh, stay consistent. Let's hope the weather uh, holds out for a couple more rounds this week and. Uh, We'll see how it is next week. But, yeah, I don't think I have any, like, big final finish today. I, I, I think know. we said it all. I will we say did. I will say this. Uh, go Pies tomorrow morning, uh, later tonight, whatever you want to say, uh, down in Australia. And uh, our best goes out to Tom Reed and his future. And I also want to just let everyone know, uh, no throwback Thursday this week. I'm going to cut back. Maybe try to do it every two weeks from this point on, just simply uh, to give myself more time to prepare it and to uh, release it. But still getting an amazing response on that. Mm -hmm. Very thank you for all for your downloads and your your response to it. And if you would want to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get uh, our downloads, please do. And uh, you can always interact with us on RadioMVP.com, our homepage, where archives all our previous podcasts. 
For Anthony in Canfield, I am Tim here in Portman. We will talk to you next time right here on Radio NBP.